Welcome to Soul Smart. Hi, I'm Joanna Hennen, and this is Soul Smart, the podcast that explores the hidden side of success. You see, being successful isn't about always doing more, it's about being soul smart, using your intuition, spiritual connection, the law of attraction, and everything else you have access to as a powerful soul to create more of what you want. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Soul Smart Podcast. I'm Joanna Hennen, your host. And today we're talking about some of the things that Soul Smart people do differently. And this is something that I've been really curious about for the past two months or so, ever since I signed a publishing deal with a publishing house called That Guy's House. And we've been, my publisher and I have been talking about the concept of Soul Smart because that's what my book will be called. And he's been asking me lots of questions about what it really means to be Soul Smart and how it's different. Like, what soul smart people do differently than other people and what habits are in place and what behaviors and what beliefs and how it makes a difference in the world really or how it makes a difference to people. So I've been getting really curious um, very, very specifically because up until now, of course, my work hasn't changed. So my work has always been about empowering people, about leading people back to their true power, the version of themselves that they really are and the powerful version of themselves. But somehow, since I started calling it Soul Smart and started thinking about principles and what people do differently and all these sorts of things, like everything has become a lot more specific. So I wanted to share today some of the things that I've been thinking about. So I want to make clear that Soul Smart and Soul Smart principles are a work in progress. So no matter how many lists I put out there or kind of how many traits or how many behaviors that I talk about, it's not exhaustive. So I am structuring my whole research and everything I I do around the concept of soul smart around this idea that it's a living thing. And as I learn, I will add the things that I learn and I encourage you to do the same. So once you start exploring the concept of soul smart for yourself and see what it means for you to be soul smart, for you to be more in your power, for you to really accept that you are pure greatness how that translates into your daily life and into your business. Once you start exploring these things for yourself, you can also start making lists, right? And you'll also start understanding the concept as it pertains to you specifically. And that'll change, right? Because as you learn, same as for me, as we all learn, as we evolve, our perception of things changes and and we can add to the list and we can get more specific and we can go deeper into these things that make us be more powerful. So before we get into the concepts to the four things that I want to talk about today. So today I want to talk about four things that soul smart people do differently. But before we go there, I want to say a few words about the concept of soul smart again and what it actually means. And I will keep refining this as I do my book research and as my work expands and deepens. And I want to just share that with you, share that process with you. So the way I explain soul smart in this moment is that it's being smart 
smart about what you're capable of. So I feel like soul smart is really a confidence. I've been looking at it from the perspective of an intelligence. I was trying to see how what I believe soul smart is, how that fits into the body of work that falls under spiritual intelligence. You know, like there's regular intelligence and emotional intelligence. And there are academics who talk about spiritual intelligence as well. And I thought that it might slot in there. But in fact, I feel like it's something separate because I feel like putting it into the hat (laughs) with the intelligences makes it still kind of brain centered, mind centered, logic centered. And that's like not the point of being soul smart. Soul smart is something different. Soul smart is being aligned with your soul self. So it's not a knowledge so much. It's not an intelligence as much as it is a confidence. It's a belief in yourself. So for me, soul smart is really being wise, maybe more than smart (laughs) about what you're capable of. So really accepting that you are a powerful soul and you have all these capabilities, you have all this power, you have all this wisdom, you have access to all these tools. And yeah, sometimes it feels like you don't, but that's just because you forgot, right? So this is something that we can really learn from working with the spiritual connection with the spiritual side. Like the guides, they often say things like we're the same, right? The only difference is that they are over there. So they have the full view, they have the full perspective. And we're over here where we have lost that perspective, uh, where we forgot where we came from and what we can do and kind of what the truth really is, right? And while we're here, we can get glimpses and the soul smart is part of that. But I don't actually think we can grasp it completely. But that's kind of going on a tangent a little bit. So let's get into the things that soul smart people do differently. And I see from my list that I have three things that I wanted to talk about. I don't know why I was saying that I have four (laughs) at the beginning of the episode. Perhaps the guides will come in and give us a fourth. I don't know. We'll see. So the ones that I was planning to talk about, the three that I was planning to talk about. The first one is that soul smart people are willing to challenge everything about the reality they see. So they're open minded and they're curious about what else could be possible. And this is really important because it's crucial because the idea that reality isn't what we think it is, is really at the basis of being soul smart, of having that different perspective, right? If we just take the world as it is, then it's impossible to live from this greater expansive place because there are so many rules and there are so many expectations and there's a history and an energy of fear. And there's just all these things that bring us down into our smallness, right? Where as we grow up, as we become adults, as we take our first steps in adulthood, like many of us experience this issue, I'd say, of smallness, of feeling small, of feeling unwanted, of feeling insignificant, right? So understanding that the reality we see around us isn't the be all and end all. It's not. It's not actually real in the sense that we perceive it to be. And being willing to challenge that and ask what else is possible, that's just the basis of of being soul smart, right? Because you're inviting in a different perspective. And so by inviting in a different perspective, you can change what you see around you to be more like what you would like to see around you. So I challenge you today to identify the assumptions you've made. What have you decided was true about life, about money, about your situation? What have you decided was impossible? And then I invite you to challenge these assumptions and to help you a little bit understand what I mean. I'm going to give you two examples from my own recent experience. 
So the first one is that last summer I was in the middle of a career break and I wasn't bringing in pretty much any money in my business at that time. So I took the career break thinking that everything would magically slot into place immediately and it did not. I had to kind of move through this period, let's say nicely, a little bit slower. <laughs> and at the same time, it was this was the, the middle of the school holiday. So my family and I were on holiday. <laughs> we were away. And so my husband was also on unpaid leave. And we didn't have savings and it was very easy easy to make the assumption that this was just going that we couldn't go away or that we just have to put everything on a credit card or just kind of get into this despair place of we're not going to have enough money because like we couldn't see where that money could possibly come from. But what we did instead, and this is kind of what we practice in general now in our lives, is to stay open to possibility and just to trust that everything is fine. Everything is fine and everything is working out. We really challenged this reality of logically, there was nowhere for this money to come in from. And we challenged it by just being open to something else. We didn't kind of get angry at it. Challenge, I feel, is has an energy of confrontation. And that's not maybe not the most helpful energy in this case. So we challenged it just by being willing to accept that there might be a different way. And we didn't know what this way could be. We didn't like make lists of possible ways, nothing like that. We just kind of went along our business and did things the same way we would always do. And we booked our holiday and all these things, kind of just expecting everything to fall into place. And lots of things happened that month that helped us. And one of the things that happened is that we got some money from my family, from my parents. <laughs> and it's really funny because this money was kind of always there, but we kind of collectively never got our act together at the same same time for me to be able to access this money. So it was a really funny situation. And I remember just thinking how perfectly this worked out that the one month that neither my husband or I like could count on a set income, that one month is when everything aligned and that money was released to us. So that was one example of how we challenged something that logically could have made a lot of different assumptions about um, and allowed different possibilities. And the second example that I wanted to share with you was when I went back to my job after my career break. And this was really, really difficult. I didn't really talk about this uh, very much, um, except for with my private clients who kind of saw me going through that transition. But it was a really, really difficult thing. So it was my choice. So it was nothing that was forced on me by any way. It was totally, totally my choice, but it was still a difficult thing. And I was expecting when I had left my job, I wasn't enjoying it at all. And I was expecting it to be the same. So all my kind of coping mechanisms were, were kicking in because I was operating from that same assumption that I would really, really dislike it and it would be really, really hard and I'd want to leave as soon as possible again, right? Because that was my experience the last time. And my mastermind buddies, my wonderful mastermind buddies, a group of super intuitive, energy aligned wizards, <laughs> they called me on it and they said, you have to be willing to have a different experience. Even if you don't know what that would look like, even if you can't possibly imagine it, you have to be willing for it to be different. And I fought against this so hard. This was like, you know, a real example of me not being able to challenge what I thought was the reality. Like I went into immediate kind of judgment of them saying, 
saying, oh, but you don't know what it's actually like and all this stuff. Like only I can understand and this is how it is. And this is that kind of language is what you need to watch out for, right? Those are the places in your life that you're unwilling to challenge what you see around you. And if you can't challenge it, you can't change it, right? So I was really in that space of not being able to challenge it at all. In fact, I was more challenging and confronting anybody who could even suggest that I might be able to have a different experience. But I was also a little bit desperate because I wanted to have a different experience. I decided that actually it would be really nice to experience something different here and to not have it be really difficult. So all I did was one night when I was falling asleep, I asked my guides to help. That's all I did. I said, I want to see a different possibility. I don't see how this could be any different to what I experienced before, but I want to stay open. And somehow, I still don't actually know what happened or how this happened, but when I went back to my job, it was completely different. So on the surface, nothing had changed. There were still the same challenges there and the same issues and nothing changed. It was as if I'd never left. But something in me changed. Something changed. I actually joked. I remember the first week I joked, I felt like I had been transported into some kind of parallel reality where I love my job. And I just couldn't understand what was happening or how I made that happen or just anything that was going on. And I'm sharing this with you because it's important to know that you don't always have to know the answer to what else is possible. Like, so our logical brain wants to like start start making lists of what else is possible to experience, but that's not the point. The point is just to ask the question. The point is just to be willing to challenge, right? So this is the phrasing that I used at the beginning of the section when we said, so soul smart people, what do they do differently? They are willing to challenge, the reality around them, what they see around them. So they're not necessarily able to change things with a snap of their fingers, but they're willing to challenge. And that's the really, really important part. Now, moving on to the second thing that I want to talk about today. So the second thing that soul smart people do differently is prioritize alignment. And alignment is this concept that's thrown around a lot, but I'm not always sure that it's understood. And even more I think maybe, you know, sometimes it is understood at that intellectual level, but I definitely feel like people aren't actually doing it, aren't actually choosing to align, don't have a practice, all these sorts of things. If you're listening to this, by the way, if you're listening to this in November, then make sure that you're signed up for my Be Soul Smart Challenge, where we'll be talking more about alignment and how to create a practice of alignment that you will want to stick to. That'll be, that'll feel good, that'll work, that will really get you aligned with those goals. Um, And I'll have the link to that in the show notes. So what is alignment? Alignment is being on the same frequency, is vibrating at the same frequency as the thing you want, as the thing you want to create. And that's really kind of the basis of the law of attraction, right? That you need to be vibrating at that same frequency as the thing you want to bring into your life. And that doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time or positive all the time or any of these things, but it does mean that you have to choose to already feel how you want to feel in the future, already today. And there are several ways of doing this. My favorite way is like glorified affirmations. If you've been listening to me for a while or been in my space at all, then you'll know about these. I talk about these a lot. It's really like just scripting what you want in various areas of your life being very, very specific. So I say they're glorified affirmations because they're more than a sentence. So it's usually like a paragraph about whatever it is that you want, not in general for your life, but for something specific. And I add to them 
as I'm aware of negative thoughts that I have about all sorts of things in my life. And if I see that I'm thinking something negative and I'd like to make a different choice, then I add to those affirmations that I work with. You can also do visualization, right? You can also just choose to feel good. The point is to already feel how you want to feel, right? And visualizing something as if it's already happened will make you feel the way you want to feel, right? Because you're actually, you're putting yourself in that moment of already having what you want. And that's what the affirmations do do for me. I'm, I'm, I'm less a visualization person and more of a language person. So that just really works for me as a system, reading those things out, how I want things to look in my life, in my business and my success uh, with my money, all these sorts of things, they really make me feel like I want to feel. So prioritizing alignment means that you choose to do those things no matter what. So that means like no matter if you don't want to, it means you do those things even if everything in your life is showing you the complete opposite of what you want. You still choose to prioritize the alignment, right? And you find more and more ways to feel good, to feel confident. And this is really important. I'm not actually not going to spend that much time on this because I've talked about it before and also because we'll be doing so much work on it in the Be Soul Smart Challenge. So make sure that you're signed up for that. The link will be in the show notes and the show notes are at joannahennon.com slash S9. Right. And the third thing that I want to talk about in terms of what soul smart people do differently is that soul smart people always know that they're making a choice, that there's always a choice to stay in your power. And this is also really, really important. And it's also really tough because this is really where we take full responsibility for what we're creating, for what we're living, for what we're experiencing, right? So as an example, people who keep procrastinating right? I often hear people saying not just that they're procrastinating, but they have this whole story around how they've been procrastinating forever and they don't know what to do. And like, they really want this to do this thing, whatever it is, but they just keep procrastinating. And I know people who have been telling this story for like literally years, if not decades, right? That like there's something that they want, but it's just not happening and they're just procrastinating on it. So in a situation like that, and this can be on something that you've been procrastinating for years or for a couple of days, like it doesn't matter. The point is that you have a choice to keep telling that story keep telling the story of how you're procrastinating and how it's really hard and how you don't know why and all this stuff, right? You can keep telling that story. Just know that the more you tell that story, the more true it's going to be, right? So is that really what you want to be choosing? So it's understanding in that moment or soon after that moment that you are making a choice by telling that story, by spending time on that story, by giving that story attention, by telling it to your friends, by telling it to your coach, by posting about it on Facebook, even by thinking it to yourself or writing down in your journal, you're actually perpetuating the story, right? You're actually making that story stronger and stronger and more of a truth. But this is a choice because you can also choose to do something different, right? You can, at one extreme, you can actually just choose to tell a different story from now on and turn it completely around. So this is all, you know, this is possible. It kind of depends on your character and on how you do things. But you can actually just, whenever you talk about this thing that you want, just tell it in a totally different way. Stop talking about procrastinating. Start talking about how you feel like it's happening and stuff like that. Or you can just choose to do something specific, like figure out why you're procrastinating, put your finger on something and clear the energy around that. Because just by taking that step, you can change that story to, 
I've been procrastinating, but now I'm making a different choice and I've taken a first step and I've cleared away some energy, right? So then you actually have proof that your story is now different and you can start telling it in a totally different way from a totally different energy, from the energy of being in the process of creating what you want rather than like being super far from what you want and never being able to get there. Another example of how you always have a choice to stay in your power has to do with kind of how you view yourself when something happens that makes you feel bad or that you consider judgment or something like that. So just a quick example, because this is something that I think is a really interesting experience that I once had. So I run a membership community called The Soul Space, which will be actually opening up to new members in December again, but it's currently closed. In any case, it's my most treasured project. It's really where I give most of my attention. I take some VIP clients, but most of my clients come through the soul space. Um, and it's really the place for practicing soul smart living. So, so this is really, I say that not from any kind of, you know, you must join now perspective, but to show you how much I love it and how much I care about that project and that community and that it's really a passion project in the sense that it's my way of teaching in a way that really matters, really lights me up and I get to help so, so, so many people and I love it. I absolutely love it. And and I had this experience once where someone left the soul space, which is fine, you know, people come and go, that's fine. But this person left and said it was because she was expecting more content. And I had a choice. In that moment, I had the choice to agree with the comment, to agree that there wasn't enough content or the content wasn't good enough or whatever it was and go down that rabbit hole of I'm not good enough and the soul space is not good enough. Now, what did I do? Because I'm being honest, because I think that's where the the learnings come from. I will tell you that I went down the rabbit hole of I am not enough for a whole day, uh, if not a little bit longer. And I kind of just made myself stop at one point because you can, you know, once you go down, that's why it's a rabbit hole, right? Once you go down, you can, God knows where you're going to end up. You can just go down forever. You know, Every, all of us have these I am not enough beliefs that are really, really deep rooted. And we, if we allow ourselves to go there, then we'll just spiral and we'll end up with being really in that place of, you know, nothing I do is good enough. And that's just not a great place to be. And, and it doesn't feel good to be in that place, which is a sign to you that it's not true, right? That's a sign of misalignment. So a thought that doesn't feel good to you is not a true thought. It's just an aside. <laughs> but anyway, so I went down the rabbit hole of I am not good enough. My soul space is not good enough. My content's not good enough enough. And then I stopped myself and said, hey, Joanna, what would be a more soul smart reaction here? How can I myself be soul smart, right? And I thought, well, my content is really good. Like I put my heart and soul into my content. So I think I can assume that my content is really good, right? So it's not for everybody. I understand and that's totally fine. But can I at least assume that this is not about me, right? That this, this whole exchange is not about me at all. And once I asked myself that question, of course, I could assume that I could say, because I really believe in the soul space and what I created there. So I could say, no, I, I think my stuff is really good. My content is really good. So this is about something else. And once I did that, what happened was that I realized that the, the person in question had never registered for the part of the soul space that has all the content. So it wasn't about the content at all, 
right? And I'm sharing this with you because it's just a great illustration because I can guarantee I am 100% positive that if I hadn't stopped myself from going down that I am not good enough rabbit hole, I wouldn't have been able to see, to perceive that it was had never been about the content, that that person had never even registered for the content piece. So it was only because I chose to consciously be soul smart, to consciously bring myself back to my own power instead of just reacting to what other people were saying. That's what made the difference. So it's like the reality was there. The reality was that it was never about the content and I could choose which way I was going to go about it. So this is really important because for me, soul smart, like at the very basis is about that choice. It's about making that choice that comes from a place of personal power. And, you know, for me... This is really the difference between soul smart and not the extent to which you stand in your power rather than react to everyone else. So it's really that standing in that power as creating your experience, as having a choice uh, for how to feel and what to do and what you're creating, what you're focusing on and all these things, right? Rather than reacting to other people's judgments and other people's needs and other people's actions and reactions and all that kind of thing. So to recap, we talked about three things that soul smart people do differently. And those are the willingness to challenge the things that you perceive as real around you. So the willingness to challenge reality. So just be careful, watch out for wherever you say things like this is just the way it is or just the way the world works or you don't understand those kinds of things where you get just really, really clingy. You get really clingy to your belief of how it is. Just watch out for that and be willing to ask the question, like, is something else possible here? The second thing we talked about is that soul smart people prioritize alignment. So that's on a daily basis, making the choice to feel like you want to feel. So if you want to feel successful in your future as a successful business owner or a successful author or actor or whatever it is, then find ways to feel successful today, whether that's by already pre-experiencing that success. So that's visualizing or affirmations or something like that, or other ways of feeling successful, right? So choose to align with what you want to prioritize that. And the third thing we talked about is that soul smart people always know that they have a choice to stay in their power and they're willing to make that choice, right? That's really, that's the second part of that particular statement. So I think this is everything I wanted to say on this subject today. If you're listening to this in November still, then please do join us on the Be Soul Smart Challenge. That will be in the show notes at joannahennon.com slash S9. The challenge itself is at joannahennon.com slash Be Soul Smart Challenge. And if you want to, if you're not part of the community I run on Facebook, The Greatness Collective, then you can find that at joannahennon.com slash community. And there we can talk about this more. That's where the challenge will take place anyway. So you'll uh, you'll find out about that there in any case. And that's where you can ask questions about this. If there's anything that's unclear or doesn't really resonate or you're not sure how to translate it into something practical, then that's where you can ask about it. And that's it. I hope you have a marvelous day wherever you are in the world. And I hope that you take these soul smart concepts to heart and make them your own and really accept your own magnificence and your own power so that you too can create more success with more ease. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Soul Smart Podcast. 
You can find more information about today's episode, including any links we mentioned at joannahennon.com slash blog. If you'd like to hang out with more women who are on the path to being more soul smart, join my free community, The Greatness Collective at joannahennon.com slash community. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review on iTunes. It only takes a moment and means a lot. Have a great day and remember, hustle is overrated. Let your soul steer you to success and greatness.